Let me begin by thanking Toby for allowing me to bring the message today. I asked him if I could do that a few weeks ago. Uh, the Women Walking with God conference is such a special event, uh, such a special ministry uh, that I like to share some things about it on the day after conference. Uh, I'm a little more involved in it than some around here. I've been at it for a few years, and uh, the conference is just special. So thank you, Toby, for letting me have your time this morning. Uh, I wish we could do a couple of things. Uh, I wish, number one, that everyone uh, in the congregation could experience women's conference fully. Uh, that's impossible. Uh, some of you aren't gender qualified, but uh, I wish we could do that. Uh, second thing I wish we could do is just have everybody that did anything in conference, took any part in it, uh, helped in any way, uh, stand up and just share what they did. Now, if we did that, we could roll right on into the five o'clock service and uh, just make it one full day. So we can't do that. There are too many, uh, too many people involved in it to recognize or even begin recognizing them. Uh, so what I'd like to do today is just see if we could get one takeaway uh, from conference, whether you attended or not, whether you worked at it or not. Uh, the principle of conference may help us learn one thing. So that's what I wanted to do today is see if we can get that one takeaway. Let me start with an old story of faith. Then Second Kings 3, you can read it when you get home and check all the details out of it. But it's an interesting, short little story. Uh, there are three kings, a bad king, the king of Judah, a good king, the king of Israel, and a pagan king, the king of Edom. Uh, Moab was bothering those three areas. Moab was causing trouble like they did a lot of times in the Old Testament. And the king of Judah went to the king of Israel and said, would you partner up with me? Let's form an alliance and go defeat Moab. King of Israel said he'd go and they had to march through uh, Edom. So they partnered up with the king of Edom also. Uh, obviously, they didn't have a great logistics manager in this bunch because they, they marched for seven days and ran out of water. Uh, they were in the desert of Edom and uh, ran out of water. The horses had nothing to drink. The soldiers had nothing to drink. And the good king, well, the bad king said, we're doomed. Uh, the good king said, we need a prophet of God. Uh, I, I need a prophet of God to tell us what to do. And somebody said, well, Elisha's around here. Elisha knows the Lord. So they got Elisha and brought him in and told him what the situation was. And he said, well, I wouldn't help the king of Judah, but the king of Israel, you're a good king. And because of that, God will hear you. So here's what God says to do. God says, this dry valley that you're in, where you're out of water, dig a whole lot of ditches. Uh, fill this valley with ditches. Now, I'm not sure how the kings reacted to that. I can imagine from a human point of view, uh, it would be a say what? But that's what Elisha told them to do. Dig 
ditches, lots of ditches. And then he went on and said, uh, what God says is, you dig the ditches and I will fill them up with water. You will see neither wind nor rain, but I'll fill the valley with water. They dug the ditches. God filled the valley with water. They had plenty of water to drink. They watered their horses. Beyond that, the valley was filled with water. And when Moab came to attack the next day, they came upon this dry valley. And the way the sun was hitting it evidently made it look blood red. And the king of Moab said, that's blood. They're they're all dead somehow. Let's just go in and take over. So they swarmed down into the valley and were completely, totally, utterly defeated. God gave the three kings the victory as well as the water. Elisha said one thing in there that's kind of important. He said, you dig the ditches. God will fill the valley. This is easy for God. This is easy for God. Now that old story is a good old story. It tells us something about our God. But I want to add to that a current story of faith. And the current story of faith was played out or realized over the last couple of days. Uh, The valley was flooded with water in a sense. Uh, the valley that was flooded with water was a result of over 17 years of ditch digging. Uh, the women's conference uh, began in thought back in 2006. Uh, two women had an idea that let's have an event for Christian women And we'll get the best speakers in the country. We'll get the best entertainers in the country. We'll provide fun and fellowship and encouragement and spiritual growth. And they went to the elders and said, we don't know how much that's going to cost. We don't know how many people will show up, if any. But we want to do that. And the elders, to their credit, said, dig a ditch. Uh, Okay. Dig the ditch and let's see if God will fill that valley up. Well, he did. Uh, After about a year of preparation, uh, right here in this building in April of 2007, 600 women plus showed up uh, to be encouraged and grown and fellowship and love on each other and enjoy each other's presence. It was a special thing. Uh, that grew. Pretty soon the building wouldn't hold it. Uh, more people wanted in than this building would hold. Uh, we needed a bigger place, a bigger venue that was going to cost more money. And the elders said, dig a ditch. And they went to a bigger venue. Uh, that grew. That sold out. Uh, we needed a bigger place. The only suitable place or anything close to suitable was Hartman Arena, which was too big, but it provided a lot of other things, and it was expensive, and the elders said, dig a ditch. So the conference moved to Hartman Arena a few years ago, uh, and God filled it 
not with bodies, it's way too big for that, but opportunities came from that that nobody imagined. There was room for more vendors, there was room for more interaction and more fellowship, uh, there was room for teaching and breakout sessions that we couldn't have before. Uh, all sorts of things began to happen. It became the place to be. It's a very special place uh, for women from all over the country to come to Hartmer Arena. Things were going pretty good, and then in 2020, uh, you know what happened. COVID happened, and things kind of blew up for a while. Uh, 2020 was canceled. Uh, 2021 was still affected and people were still uh, enslaved to masks or mask weary or afraid to be there. All sorts of things happened. Uh, So the ladies tried live streaming. They added a little bit of that kind of primitive way, but they did. And there was an opportunity from that, an idea from that, that you know some people like that. And maybe that could be a way to reach other people. Maybe that could be a way to go places that we haven't gone before. And maybe if we got good at that, another place or two would like to host a conference in their town, in their congregation, and get people together to watch it. Now, That one idea sounds kind of simple, but that idea took a whole lot of ditch digging. That was a whole other level of things, a whole lot of technology, uh, a whole lot of different use of social media, uh, a whole lot of skills that hadn't been needed before. Uh, It evolved into a year-round community where People can stay connected instead of just showing up once a year. An amazing bunch of Northside talent dug a whole lot of ditches over the past year and a half. With the idea that maybe women will come back to Hartman after over three years of being away. Maybe there will be a few other congregations that say, we'd like to host something and uh, reach out in our community. Maybe that would happen. Those ditches were dug. Uh, This past weekend, uh, over 700 women registered to come to Hartman. And 15 other sites hosted groups of women watching the conference, participating in the conference. Uh, One of the coolest things that happened in the last two days, in my opinion, was when the cameras were turned both directions and the group in Hartman got to see the groups in other places all over this country. Uh, From small groups gathered together to a fellowship hall full of women. Uh, The valley was full of water. We saw neither wind nor rain, but the valley filled with water. And it's not just about the numbers. It's not just saying how many and where and all that. It's a, it, what's amazing is what God is doing here in lives, unseen to us. 
Uh, there are congregations being strengthened. There are neighbors being reached. All of that is happening in places uh, we don't even know about. Sometimes we get a glimpse of it. Uh, the ladies have a breakfast on Saturday morning for the ambassadors, the folks that uh, do the PR for the uh, conference in their city, their locale, their congregation. They get to meet with the speakers and all that. And they get to tell about what it means to them and what they see and how people are being reached and how lives are being changed and how it helps them get through the year and how about they want to bring more and how they want to reach others. And that's an amazing thing to hear. Uh, the, the reach that this has and the influence that it has. And many of you know that story. Many of you have been part of it from the very beginning. But, and if you've been part of it, you see more clearly than I can possibly describe all of the ditches that have been dug and all the valleys that have been filled. Uh, I'd like to spend all morning talking about that, but having heard that story of faith, a current story of faith. Let me just real quickly point out three things about it that I think maybe are important. Uh, number one, all of this that I just described, this was easy for God. But <laughs> it was hard. It was easy for God, but it was hard digging all those ditches. It took a whole lot of work. Uh, this valley getting filled with water, like I explained, did not happen by one moment of great faith. Where people just said, all right, we want to do this, now God bring the rain. It took a whole lot of ditch digging in between. Now, I know it started with the faith of a couple of women with a shared vision and elders who said, dig a ditch. But then a whole lot of people had to get busy. A whole lot of people had to learn a whole lot of new things. A whole lot of people had to change a lot of old ways. That's hard for people. A whole lot of people had to keep loving each other and submitting to one another. All the way through all the difficulties. It was hard. And there was some physical hard to it. There were a lot of long hours involved in all this ministry. Uh, there's some mental hard to it. Uh, folks were going in uncharted territory. There was no manual that said, here's how you do this. They had to figure it out. And there's a whole lot of spiritual hard to it. That many people working together on one project requires a whole lot of Philippians too. Count others better than yourselves. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. That's the only way it works. And there was a lot of that kind of digging going on. Oh, that's all a major part of conference ditch digging. It's individually hard, uh, but on top of that, it takes an army of people. I said if everybody stood up and told just a little bit about what they did, we'd be here all day, and that's true. A conference operates with a management team that has a, a few 
ladies that kind of oversee things and make sure things happen and, and all that. But if you begin to write down all the people that lead a team or take a responsibility for a certain area, there's 52 names on that chart. Okay? And, and then those people need other workers to get their little area taken care of. I said, we had apples left from the cafe. Cafe doesn't just happen by itself. <laughs> There's a leader that has that, and a whole bunch of people volunteer to work on that. And that's the way in every area. Uh, the prayer room, which was continually filled with women this year. There were actually four or five rooms. I forgot to count, but four or five rooms back there. And it was just constant flow of women seeking prayer for their lives. That doesn't just happen. There's a lot of volunteers have to do that. And there's every area of conferences like that. So it takes an army of special group who are able to do that. And it's not just women by any means. Uh, the men in black make things happen all weekend and then other people do other things. Uh, last night the conference ended and I looked around and Hartman Arena is full of stuff. You know, this is going to take forever to get all of this out of here. And all of a sudden I see the shield class show up, college age. And then the carpenter place girls, they switch from being attendees to being workers. And all of things, things are just flying around. I mean, the place got emptied in a hurry. Uh, it's that kind of events. This was easy for God, but it was hard for a whole lot of Northside folks. And that brings me to my second point, is it's very tempting to praise those people. But my second point is God gets the glory. Uh, to God be the glory. Uh, we should praise people. We should honor where honor is due, and I know all that, and I'd like to do more of it. Uh, we should do that in one sense. But we need to realize that when we talk about something like conference, he knew what women needed before we had a clue. He gets the glory for that. He knew what talents were going to be needed at Northside. And he began assembling them at 4545 North Meridian before we started looking for them. Okay. To God be the glory. He knew what speakers would be perfect for 2023. Back in 2006, when we didn't know if there was such a thing as a Church of Christ women speaker. He knew. He had all this in mind. So as much as we'd like to praise people or take a little credit, uh, he gets the glory. He knows what's going to happen next. We, we don't know for sure. We've got to do a whole lot of thinking and planning and assessing to say, all right, where do we go from here? The, this simulcast thing worked. How do we, how do we crank on? Uh, he knows what's going to happen. He gets the glory. The three kings just wanted water. 
They just wanted water to drink. And God gave them the water, but he also gave them total victory over Moab. And that's kind of the way conference is. That's why he gets the glory. Because we want a great conference. That's kind of where we think. And he wants Northside women loving each other more. He wants Northside women serving each other more and learning to serve so they can do other things. He wants marriages made stronger. He wants congregations encouraged and revived in Kansas and New Mexico and the Philippines and South America where they speak Spanish, Michelle. That's what God wants. He wants Christ followers to look more like Christ. And I believe that he wills to do all of that in a big part through women. And the women's conference is a big part of that. And in many ways, we can't see any of that. Uh, it's comforting to realize that we shall not see wind nor rain, but he'll fill the valley. Last point I'd like to make about this current story is that God blesses faith. God blesses faith. Uh, we know that. Uh, I mean, we know it up here, but sometimes we get confused. <laughs> so sometimes we think he blesses competence. Sometimes we think he blesses hard work. Sometimes we think he blesses slick marketing. And all that's needed, we have to do that. That's part of, part of ditch digging. Um, and you need some of that. The more you have, the deeper ditch you can dig, I guess, in some ways. But the order of things is not... That's not what he blesses. The order of things is if you catch a vision of something that God may want done and you promise to do the digging and trust God to fill the valley, then it works. That's what he blesses. And the amazing thing about him is he even knows how it's going to work out before we start. So he goes before us. I mentioned that last iteration of conference this year, all of the different ideas uh, to go into host sites and to go technical and to do all that. You cannot imagine how many talents and skills and competencies were needed for that, that we didn't know where they were. Okay? When we started looking around for them, God had already brought them to Northside. There were people here, uh, we didn't know you were good at that. Oh, yeah. We had all sorts of things happening that God had gone before us and prepared the way. God blesses faith. All right, so I've told you an old story. I've told you a current story. Uh, finally, I'd like to tell you the future story of faith. Now, I'd like to, but I can't. Uh, that's beyond my ability. And and some of you may have thought, okay, you saw that point down there and you said, all right, he's going to tell us what's going to happen with conference. 
No, I don't know what's going to happen with conference. God knows, and we'll, we'll get on board with it here pretty quickly, but there's a, a lot of assessing to do to figure all that out. Uh, when I say the future story of faith, I'm talking a whole, about a whole lot more than one future story or one ministry. Uh, in this room this morning, there are hundreds of stories of faith that are waiting to be written. Uh, you get to write a story of faith. Uh, so this lesson is a lot bigger than just about women walking to the God conference. What I want you to get out of this lesson is that you can dig a ditch. Uh, you now know about how God works in that. And, and I'm not talking about a you starting a worldwide conference that affects thousands of people. Uh, it doesn't have to be worldwide. It can be family-wide. Understand that maybe you and your spouse are the ones that need a valley full of water right now. Understand that maybe just you personally are thirsty. You need a drink and don't know where to get it. Second Kings 3 says you can dig a ditch and God will fill the valley. Maybe it's your school or your social circle or your extended family. Something, something's broken there. Something needs healing. A ditch needs to be dug and God will fill the valley. Maybe it's a ministry that you've had in mind that you think, man, I, I know this needs to be done, but it's so much bigger than me. I, I don't know how to do that. I can't see the way. Uh, what this morning has been about is I'm trying to tell you that you serve a God who says, you won't see the wind or the rain, but I'll fill the valley. So whatever your individual story of faith is that needs to be written, that's the kind of God you serve. In fact, I'm going to suggest something this morning that we add something to our north side culture, if you will. Uh, we've got a word around here that we use a lot, under rowers. We know what under rowers are. Uh, if you're visiting or if you're new to Northside and don't know, ask somebody. We, we'll educate you on what an under-rower is. But under-rowers are really important around here. Uh, <clears throat> we've got a whole lot of important people. Uh, we've got some paid staff that take care of a lot of things and do a lot of good things. But I want to tell you, most of the work around here gets done by under-rowers. Uh, people that just want to serve. And that's become part of our vocabulary. Uh, that's become part of our culture around here. As we understand that, we like under rowers. Uh, I'm going to suggest that we add a new word to our lexicon. Uh, that we begin to talk about, not just about under rowers, but we talk about ditch diggers. So. Because you see, under rowers get things done. They keep things going that are happening. But to get new things done, to get new things started, you need some ditch diggers. You need some folks that are able to see a valley full of water enough 
to dig ditches in a dry valley. So I'm going to suggest we start watching for ditch diggers. We need some under rowers and some ditch diggers, and that can be the same person sometimes. And to emphasize that, just let me point out that Northside was built by ditch diggers. People that saw that vision and dug the ditches where they couldn't see the wind or the rain. In 1939, a very small group of Christians said, there needs to be a congregation of the Lord's Church in North Wichita. And in the Depression, when World War II was about to start, where you couldn't get materials when nobody had any money, they started a congregation. And they built a little red brick building out of materials from another church building they tore down that somebody gave them. Okay, that's ditch digging, folks. Okay, that's where Northside came from. Okay, and that little red brick building got added to and replaced and relocated and expanded again. I just keep each time that's ditch digging. And God just keeps filling the valley with water. You look around Northside and you see some of the, the biggest things that happen. Uh, know Your Bibles, our biggest outreach ministry. That was a total dry valley, fill this valley with trenches kind of deal. Okay? We had the opportunity to go on TV and have a TV ministry and we didn't know how and we didn't have any money. The elder said, dig a ditch. And off Know Your Bible went, and 36 years later, it's still reaching people. All those kind of things at Northside just keep telling me, keep telling you, I hope, that we can't see how. But if we dig the ditch, he'll fill the valley. Maybe you're here today with a decision to make about your life. Maybe you're not a Christian. Uh, maybe you've been thinking about it and considering, and you just, I don't know how that'll work out. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know what my family will think. Uh, you don't have to see the wind or the rain. If your heart's ready to be a follower of Jesus, you dig the ditch and he'll fill the valley. Our shepherds will be at the back to receive you if you have any public need. We're going to stand and sing a great song praising God because great things he has done. Let's stand and sing.